0: this podcast
1: hi guys and welcome once again to another superb episode on the cast with Nair. today's another exciting episode and of course we have a guest so he's an undergraduate from the department of mechanical engineering federal university of technology Owerri. he's a software engineer at patricia technologies a technical writer program manager and community builder He's also a Microsoft Learn ambassador. Please let's welcome Osinachi Victor Chukujama. Osinachi, please, can you say something to the house?
0: Hello, people. I'm honored to be on the Cast with Nenia podcast where great men have worked and I'm excited to share my experiences today.
1: Thank you so much, Osinachi. So let's move on to what we have for today. As an undergraduate currently studying mechanical engineering who loves software engineering i mean which are two broad fields and i don't know which came before though but what's your story what's the story behind a mechanical engineering student who loves software engineering and all that is to it i mean you could have studied study software engineering
0: okay so um How it all started? Uh, I fell in love with mechanical engineering at first. Back then in secondary school, I loved physics. I loved going beyond what was taught in the classroom to go explore futuristic engineering, basically. uh, Space travel, nuclear fusion, those sort of futuristic things. Then I got... um, admission into FUTO into as a mechanical engineering student and from there around that point I was trying to define myself as a person as a young person so I started to explore my interests and I had interest in building games like from my childhood obsession with games so this interest with in building games uh, led me to go explore the world of programming and from there i moved on moved up from just an obsession with games to becoming a world class software engineer so that's basically my journey
1: okay thank you so much osinachi so like you just started i mean from the love for physics and then having to want to build futuristic what
0: yeah like use futuristic technology and somehow moved on to an obsession for building games and applications
1: okay so then why did you want to study or why are you studying mechanical engineering not software engineering
0: okay so um i didn't know much about software engineering before i before secondary school was over so i already had mechanical engineering right in my mind right from time and i wanted to like uh, build cool cars like that was that was everybody's dream that was everybody's dream or like okay. most boys dream to just build cool cars with mechanical engineering knowledge not knowing that there's more to it but we, that that was just our naive way of conceiving the world and interpreting things
1: wow so wonderful snatch thank you so much for answering that question so moving on what's the plan for me for the mechanical engineering or for mechanical mechanical engineer i mean or are we completely removing it from the picture
0: okay so i believe that the dots will connect in the future software and mechanical engineering have thin lines where they meet like uh, you can find software engineers building products for mechanical engineers or building products for uh, engineers in general the software like autocad was built by software engineers for other engineering fields like, um, civil, mechanical, electrical. So different engineering fields use different softwares. There's also, there are also engineers that work predominantly with softwares. Like engineers that do things like, um, it's what do you call it again? Um, computational fluid dynamics. So these days they use computation, use software to run computational fluid dynamics. Use software to run finite element analysis. So all these things uh, depends high, are highly dependent on software and engineering knowledge. So this is where they connect, and I'm actually very interested in these fields. But depending on how on how things go, because I've not made final decisions yet. So if I was going to make a choice after I graduate, I could go on for a master's in these exciting fields or i could just leave everything and focus on becoming a world-class software engineer
1: wow wow What a wonderful answer thank you so much for answering that question so let's move on now let's talk about your tech journey but before we do that was defining your path as a software engineer like was it very easy because a lot of people have issues defining what they want to do or that journey through self-discovery has been like a walk in the park i mean so many people don't know or haven't gotten to discover themselves up to now so defining yourself or getting to that point where you said okay i want to settle that, and this is what i want to venture into software engineering was it that easy and then what area in software engineering are you specialized in
0: right so um defining my path in software engineering was hard like like I said earlier, I had an obsession with games. I wanted to build games. Then I found out that there's no really a gaming industry in Nigeria. What Nigerian gamers do is they play games made by big companies like, um, let's see, Epic Games or, or yeah, some what other big companies, Game Lofts. Yeah, so there's not really a gaming industry, so I can't really uh, thrive as a gamer, as a game developer so i decided to look into other fields so now there are things like back-end development front-end development uh, devops and i've actually explored all these fields but somehow i got an internship last year with uh E-Settlement limited as a front-end engineer intern that's during the lockdown i got that internship and i was a front-end engineer intern so I felt felt like that was a turning point of things because getting a front end role meant that I'll probably keep getting front end roles after that. Yeah. So that's really somehow just aligned me and defined my path. Well, I mean, I, usually people think front end is not very technical because if you are a technical person, you move to something like back end. Mm-hmm. But I found that the front end is actually technical and interesting. So. That's how I defined my path and chose front-end software engineering.
1: Wow. So that's to say that you're a software engineer, but you specialize basically in front-end. Yeah. Oh, very nice to know. So in your tech journey or like during your journey in tech, what were the outstanding struggles you faced or still probably facing, I mean, as a tech guy, and how did you manage it?
0: Okay, so in the early days of my journey, like um, when I was just starting out, I, I didn't really have what we call struggles. It was more like experiences. So I started out coding in my school library. I didn't see it as a struggle. Not that, It was actually exciting me going to the library every day of... That was actually after first semester of 100 level. Going to the library every day because we were on holiday then. Every day going there to go learn something new about software or to write some basic code python code I didn't see it as a struggle. I saw it as something I should actively explore Mm. But uh, later on when I got my own computer My own laptop and started exploring I started facing uh, the normal struggles software engineers face imposter syndrome uh, maybe lack of data the fear that your data will finish one day and you will not be able to do anything confusion like not knowing what to do so these are real struggles um upcoming engineer software engineers face yeah. and okay my current struggles i won't say i have what you call struggles per se because i see them as goals or tasks okay currently i want to explore let's say i want to explore Augmented reality. Okay, so I know I need a a VR headset. So I set it as a goal to get this and Use it to maybe develop VR experiences for the newly announced metaverse Or the metaverse idea has been there. But so the the point is that uh, I don't see what I face anymore as struggles. I see them as things I should set as goals to achieve although uh, like I face the imposter syndrome like every other software engineer does sometimes when you see beautiful achievements by some other people you'll be like what am I even doing with my life but yeah you can you can just move on with that and say maybe that person has invested more hours than you but generally you face less struggles if you don't see your struggles as struggles but you see them as goals that you need to achieve yeah
1: wow thank you so much then speaking of the imposter syndrome like you are, you have already answered oh because i was about asking you that question if you have ever questioned your group like i'm not doing enough i mean i'm not where i'm supposed to be i'm not where i ought to be but like you have already answered that because that's like the imposter syndrome that everybody deals with you having that um, belief or people having that belief outside that you are this and you are that and you personally know that more like i still have a long way to go but like there's already a narrative outside that you're this software engineer, boss this one ceo this one down but like within you you're seeing yourself as that you're not doing so much so what are people really seeing? well that's all good so you you had a way of i mean like balancing it or writing into that maybe these people have actually invested you understand more time in order to get to where they actually are Okay, so moving to the next question. Now you contested for the I mean for mechanical engineering scholarship in your department mm-hmm. in FUTO. I mean and you won the director of research. Well, so how does it feel and how has the experience been so far?
0: Okay, so um imagine as the director of research from the the famed hot mechanical election was was actually distressed. Was I felt distressed after the whole experience? It was, it was sapping. It sapped most of my mental energy. I decided to be, what I say, creative with the whole thing. I even created a promotional video or a video stating my um, my competence. That sort of thing. But I felt like it's going to be a new experience. It's going to be a new experience being the technical lead of many people, being the person that will teach people or lead people to learn new things. So I decided to take on that role. But uh, getting there, it has been hard. It has been really hard. Mm -hmm. Balancing it with school, Mm -hmm. balancing it with work, balancing um being being persistent in the face of failures even doing things without getting paid like it's it's fun sometimes it's also painful and sometimes you don't even get appreciated your um your hedgehog could tell you to come do this and he doesn't even tell you thank you at the end Mm -hmm. But you just have to know that you're you're doing this for yourself and you're doing it for the development of people that would Maybe in the future, come and say thank you. You did this. You helped me see this path, and um, I'm very grateful for that. So it's more like a, let's say, um, delayed gratification. Something, yeah. something that will yield fruits later in the future. Yes, but okay. yeah. yeah, but it has been fun so far, and I'll soon be handing over to the next set of the next director of research. I trust that you will do a great job and uh, he or she would do a great job and move the department forward.
1: Wow. So if there's one thing I've, I've learned or I gained from what, what he just said, is that, I mean, in life, it's not everything that you do that you get um, paid for that's money, monetary. Like, it could be other ways. So he was not always getting paid, like, in terms of money. But he now took it as, okay, no matter what, even if I'm not getting paid, like, monetary, as far as I am impacting these lives, that I know that later on or over the long run, at least they will come back and say, oh, Snatchy, because of this thing that you did or whatever has been going on, I'm, I'm able to turn out to this. So that's one thing you should also learn. It's not everything that you do that you actually get paid for. Just have that back of your mind that I'm doing it for community building, I'm doing it for impact. So, now to the big one. Osinachi I've been holding this one but I mean like I just have to say it's the big one Osinachi you got to intern as a software engineer for a couple of months for a brand I mean like one of the biggest crypto brands in Africa Patricia Technologies like this this was a very huge step I must commend but like how did this happen what happened? What led to this? And then, what skills you also feel distinguished you for this internship? And how has the experience been like?
0: Okay, so uh, from my last internship, the one with E-Settlement Limited, I hadn't have I wasn't interning with anyone from that time to when I got to Patricia. So from the time I was idle, like I was not officially working, I sought out many jobs and internships and got lots of rejections so one thing one thing prevalent in the software world is that if you do not have relevant work experience nobody will look at you no matter how much big things you build although you could be big buildings you could build big things and get into big companies but the easiest way to get noticed is to have Actual work experience with a known company. So that that was actually what I was trying to achieve to get a good job or get a job That makes sense. So I would have relevant work experience that my resume will make more sense So that's why I sought out internships and jobs and somehow I think around February 2021 someone posted the links for Patricia internship on one tech group chat i was part of so i decided to apply like i've always been applying and i got to the interview stage got interviewed and um although they didn't reach out after the whole interview i think later on they uh called for interns again and i knew someone in the company that told me that they called for interns again so i sent my resume and I was was able to get another interview and also landed the internship. So what skills did I have that distinguished me and helped me gain the internship? Well, basically, um, companies love it when you have relevant work experience. So I believe that the work experience I had with eSettlement was an important factor in getting the internship with Patricia also um yeah basically that one and maybe my other projects on github so uh, projects are important but they're not as important as work experience so i would actually commend e limited for taking me and several other people with zero work experience to become interns so they they were the ones that would like say sparked our our software engineering path or started or paved the way so from there, I moved on to Patricia and um, there'll be other things ahead. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for that.
1: Wow. So if there's, if there's one thing I've also learned is that gaining work or relevant work experience like does more good for you when looking for a job in the labor market. So if you have not gotten any work experience, at least try. No matter how small it is, it still will be very helpful in the future to come. So speaking of skills that distinguished you the labor market let's talk about cv building i mean the essence of it cannot be overemphasized many persons don't have a cv or resume and aside not even having one also knowing how to draft one peculiar to a job description is a major problem because we all know that i mean cv resume or online presence is one that i mean can get you outside or get your works displayed so what you're saying on this and then how can we get to build a good cv and not only that one that can stand the test of time it's not just about building a cv i mean like a very detailed cv and one that can stand the test of time yes so what's your say on that
0: right so um from from what i know about applying for jobs many people stress out or many people stress on the unimportant parts of building a cv or writing a cv or a resume so the most important part of your resume is your work experience. Uh, for most software jobs, they don't want to see you as a student. For like, if you are uh, you are applying for a student internship, maybe for your COS or something like that, you would have, you put your, maybe your, your education background first, your, your GP, your CGPA and all those sort of things. But for software rules, they don't care. They just want to see how much relevant work experience you have. So that's the most important part of your resume. Then the next most important part is your um, projects, the projects you've worked on, the hackathons you have been part of. What, what software have you built? How have you built it? So this is where you sell yourself. Like, uh, let's see, some people do build things like Twitter clone, WhatsApp clone, like they build the whole app end to end similar functionality so that's something you can brag about so a company wants to be wants to be sure that you can handle their code you can handle their products so they if you can show them you have done this even if you don't have relevant work experience it can help you move in the move to the interview stage yeah so building um relevant CVs is more about you adding relevant work experience and Good projects that are, that are relevant mm-hmm. to the job, so you don't want to be adding that uh, you volunteered for um, Red Cross when you're applying for yeah. like a software role. Like yeah. it doesn't really relate. If you were applying for maybe maybe an assistant nurse role, I maybe that would make sense. But yeah. a software role, you want to see that you have maybe uh, helped organize a technical conference. Maybe a volunteering experience or you have won a hackathon, a globally recognized hackathon or maybe you have built a very complex project or you have written some very technical articles that got published on Some important blogs. Yes, so there are several important blogs. So things that things that are relevant that are very relevant. But some people don't even get jobs by CV. So let's keep CVs outside in the software world it's usually not about your resume, to be honest. So some jobs, they don't even care that you send the resume. They give you a project to deliver in a short time. And if you can deliver this project, they bring you to the next stage of the interview. So I think software engineering in general is very, is, is let's say, it's freer with the whole resume or CV thing than other fields. So, so you can see someone who just maybe built a Gmail clone. You know the Gmail we use on the web. Can build the gmail code and market it properly and a company can dm him and say hey we are looking for software engineers care to join our team and now the now the aspiring software engineer has options to choose which company he or she wants to work for so that's that's the beauty of, of the of the field and well okay now let me just talk about briefly on building a relevant cvs that stand out so For most jobs, they use something called AST. So these machines, they filter out resumes that don't match their description. So whatever you're writing, you should ensure that you write things that are relevant to the job. Okay, let's say you're applying for a front-end software engineer role. So you would want to add things like um, in your skills section of the resume, you want to add things like React or whatever front-end framework you use. You want to add things like css and maybe javascript apis those sort of things now in your uh in your project section you can say "Built an app that solved a startup's problem um and in, okay or they they call it um what do you call it being very specific about your problem and showing and showing numbers, showing the specific ways you did what you did. Let's say you uh, you led a team to win a hackathon. You can say led a team of three software engineers to win a global hackathon, which helped this company um, improve their products, or or led a team we of two software engineers and one designer to. Deliver a product that beats the company's product we're building, that will improve their comp- their customer experience by fifty percent. So adding the percentage or the level of impact you made will help you will help you write better sentences for your resume. And for the work experience, you can say, let's say you were an intern at a company. You can say. Uh, contributed to a team of senior software engineers to build a specific a specific part of the code base which improved customer experience by 100 percent something like that so that's that's the way to spice up your cv and make it or your resume and make it more make it make sense
1: wow thank you so much Usnachi. i mean like there's so much to learn So i mean listeners hope you have learned how to draft out your cv and make it stand out i mean and then stand the test of time so as a software engineer what set of skill or as a web developer what set of skill can one acquire to help build his or her cv
0: particularly
1: as a software engineer
0: yes i'm i'm happy you chipped in web developer so software engineering is actually very very broad It consists of. It it depends on even what software you're building. You can you can be working as a front end software engineer building front end interfaces for consumers. You can work as a back end software engineer building things nobody ever sees but power whatever the front end guys are doing. You can be a mobile engineer building mobile applications for um, people. And there there are other Fields that plug into the software engineering field, there are the QA testers, there are DevOps engineers who ensure that um, websites and apps are always up and running. There are project managers and all those other things. But when we, we go, okay, I'm a front, I work as a front end software engineer. So the relevant skills as a front end software engineer, or for any software engineer, is actually problem solving. You need to know how to solve problems. You need to know how to move from um here's what you need to build to this app okay let's say you're working on a fintech app that needs to have a wallet feature so if your project manager tells you to add a wallet feature to this app and gives you a design you don't just go code it you need to ask the relevant questions like how best can we add this wallet um should wallets display a negative value should wallets display uh, what if the data type we're using exceeds what um it's not enough to contain what wallets can have let's say you're using a you're using um let's say a double okay, let me not get get so specific but you want to ensure that you ask the relevant questions that will help you solve the problem will yeah. help you move from here's this feature you need to build to building code that to writing code that stands the test of time so you don't just go go approach a problem you have to start from the drawing board and move up up, or before you even write one piece of code so that's one very relevant skill relevant to all software engineers then uh for specific skills like front-end engineers need to know how to build single page applications that oh. are responsive using technologies like uh, react view angular but well, most people just settle with react or view but it doesn't really matter what you settle with whatever company you're joining might not even care what you uh, what you already know they might just give you new it might give you a short time to learn the technologies they use and most software engineers also know how to use um consume REST APIs. Okay, most front-end software engineers know how to consume REST APIs, know how to uh, how to style web pages beautifully. So the summary of for front-end software engineers is know how to build web interfaces, know how to ensure that those interfaces you build are beautiful, and also know how to um make them resilient make them stand the test of time so that someone doesn't come to your app and wants to send money and is instead of sending Fifteen naira to their friend they are sending null null naira or or undefined naira you usually see that on people on twitter people laughing at software engineers or different apps where you have undefined instead of a value showing so yeah but there are other software engineering fe- uh, subfields like backend where you need to know how to build web services and and the rest of them so if you want to learn more about this you can just do a little research what do front-end engineers need to know what back-end engineers need to know then you move your you move up from there i know many um, aspiring engineers ask what path should i take so there's usually there's one um there's a website that contains different learning paths for different skills Uh, there's devops there's front-end there's back-end so i've i would uh, share the website with And she can put the link on the podcast description, or I can just put relevant um, links in one Notion document and share, so um, anyone interested can check it out.
1: Oh yeah, so if you're interested, I mean, if you're a software engineer or a web developer, and you're interested in just what he said, um, links where you can get access to these skills or technical know-how, you can reach out to me as well. So. I mean, I've just been hearing React Angular. <laughs> React Angular API, APZ, web interface. This one, that I'm like, God, I don't know what it's talking about, anyways. But shout, it's all good. Well done, once again, Usinachi. Thank you so much. So, now from interning as Patricia, you intend with them for like a couple of months. And then currently, you're a staff at Patricia so how was it transitioning how did you get up to that point that you were retained as a staff at patricia
0: okay so i um started my internship in july 2021 and i interned up till october 2021 so it was a three-month internship and i had lots of fun i learned a lot of new things i learned how to work with people how to work with Backend engineers other front-end engineers how to give relevant reports how to request for features then i think these what i learned during the internship are the basic skills a staff should know so if you notice um companies don't like hiring people that don't have experience that's one universal thing everywhere so The internship was a chance for people with no or little experience to come learn these skills in a supervised environment and when they gain these skills they are staff they are staff ready so if they are staff ready why won't the company retain them so it i think is the basic idea i was able to learn the skills necessary to become a full-time staff and i was i was able to be retained and to continue on my role as a front-end engineer at Patricia.
1: Wow, what a wow, wonderful. Thank you so much, Usinachi. So we have also learned that whatever, or wherever you get to find yourself to work as, be it a campus ambassador or just an intern, I mean, like always give your best because it's only from there that you can see that, okay, you are staff ready, like he said, and they can retain you. So thank you so much, Usinachi, for answering that question. So let's talk about positioning yourself for brands outside there, either as a software engineer or as a creative in general or whatnot. How do you position yourself for brands out there? Be it developing skill sets, online presence, outstanding skills, whatever the case may be. How do you position ourselves out there for brands? Thank you so much.
0: Okay, so basically you would want to participate in hackathons that those brands organize. So. Uh, um brands like microsoft or facebook or twitter they organize lots of hackathons like a lot you might not see them around but they do microsoft in particular okay microsoft organizes build microsoft build uh there's not a like hackathon but they organize other hackathons like .net hackathons and they do it a lot and these hackathons are ways for you to build relevant software that these brands can even recognize and showcase on their websites so that that's one would i say it's one of the easiest way to get them to notice you um another way is to basically participate in the programs they organize so microsoft google facebook they organize lots of programs like a lot google organizes a get Get Ahead Africa, which I was fortunate to participate in this year. So the people that were that were able to network with um, Google engineers and able to ask relevant questions, I think they got noticed and whenever they're applying for jobs at Google, they will um, be given some sort of preferential treatment. So that's it. just participating in what they organize is one easy way to get noticed by brands or maybe make your online presence better because when a brand is backing you up things get easier for you then um also you could and yeah you could become an ambassador for one of these brands microsoft actually offers an ambassador product program a global ambassador program which many nigerians are part of and it's actually an easy way into microsoft. It's an easier way than applying directly then there's also the google developer student club which there is a team lead and the core members so this this sort of program is sort of organization you need to like um join them or get to know them and participate actively so that you can move up the ramps it's one easy like let's say it's the easiest way to get noticed to network with the engineers or the staff that work at those companies and maybe even get in if you eventually get so interested to work with them so yeah these are the um, basic ways to get um, noticed by a company you could also solve a problem a company is facing i've seen stories on twitter when someone saw that this company maybe is facing a cause problem a cause issue there's one very very prevalent issue called cause that's every software system faces. So the guy solved the cause issue for um, a particular company, and they got impressed, and they called him to join them. So something like that, or you could find a bug that they are experiencing, and maybe fix the bug, find, or maybe tell them a way they could fix the bug. not be surprised. Not everybody knows everything. The engineers in those companies are engineers are similar to you. They they know stuff but they don't know everything so they could need your help so yeah these are ways you can get around that
1: wow so just know that the engineers in all those companies they might not know everything they know something so they also need you too, to also know everything wow that's one thing I, I also picked up from what he said so aside <sighs> the software guy what other sides are there to osinachi okay
0: so uh i I live with software and there's not really much outside the whole software guy but I love doing other things such as uh, voiceover so uh, some people always comment that my voice is perfect for voiceover. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true but it's something that's I would true. I would love to maybe explore in the future or yeah then I also aspire to become maybe a hobbyist photographer i'm not yet set for that but i'll probably get the gear sometime maybe not even normal hobbyist photograph photography maybe i'll be using a drone to take pictures aerial photography those sort of things yeah but right now i'm more, i'm i think i'm more on the building stage than the exploring stage i've not yet reached i've not yet achieved the level of like us independence and automation that i love i would love to achieve if i go explore my many other interests because there are many there are many but if i just start exploring them it will be like imaginations or things that are not like i'm just fooling myself okay i love art i love design if i just wake up tomorrow morning and start doing random designs and art, it's going to be um it's i don't feel like it's like say worth it. although it's it's always nice to like um, just do things that you don't have to try have to show the world So well, I do write I remember in hundred level. I wrote an entire book on paper like about a about a guy trying to discover himself and finding friends along the way and um, Encountering aliens and he became so weird. He became sci-fi. So I, I don't know. I write. I love writing I love um, I love creating comics. I've touched those things, but I, I want to be professional at this distance, maybe not professional to earn money from them, but actually I create great content that people will enjoy mm-hmm. so area of photography, writing, Voices. comics, voiceover these are other parts of me that I would love to take as hobbies, not necessarily hard skills, yeah.
1: Wow! Thank you so much, Osinachi. Okay, so before we conclude, we're almost concluding this podcast or this episode. What ne- what's next for Osinachi? What should we look out for?
0: Yeah. So recently, um, there's this there's this hype about the metaverse and what it promises to um, achieve. Mark Zuckerberg and his company Facebook decided to rebrand themselves as Meta. So I I feel this this is a it's a turning point in history and i want to be part of this turning point so i would love to explore um the metaverse i would love to explore how the metaverse can be used to solve how we can solve problems within the metaverse in the real world i also um love to explore blockchain blockchain technology because i believe that's that's a very important technology that's going to change a lot about finance, a lot about healthcare, engineering, even, um, yeah, many, many aspects of our lives. And, uh, I would love to become a productivity expert. I love productivity hacks. I love, um, making things more efficient. So something like a productivity expert would be nice and, uh, maybe in the future, I would love to maybe work as a machine learning engineer at Palantir. I think that has always been some somewhere at the, at the back of my mind or somewhere at the side of my mind. So working as a machine learning engineer at Palantir is something I would, I think I would love,
1: yeah. OK, thank you so much, Usnachi. So what's your inspiration or who are your inspiration?
0: OK, so. I have several people that I admire and I look up to. Uh, one of them is Mark Zuckerberg. He is what I call a young builder that's not like, not that not like he got lucky, but he was able to build things at the right time and the world recognized it and he was able to uh, market or sell what he built so well that it's now a global corporation and everybody knows him mm. so i really look up to max Zuckerberg, his vibe the way he does things the way he handles the many cases that are being thrown at him then another person i admire and inspires me a lot is elon musk okay so i i know this is kind of cliche because many people look up to elon musk but yeah elon musk is someone i I've always been looking up to since my ss2 or the ss1. Yeah, so he's He's someone that Can just build a company out of a whim and that that's that's something I think is cool Someone that can build a product out of a whim. Someone who Persists in the face of in the face of failure. I mean he failed so many times to um, build SpaceX, but eventually became successful so that i love that trait about musk and finally bill gates uh bill gates be, for, went from being the tech guy to becoming a philanthropist i love what gates is doing with the world right now he's trying to save us from the doom of climate change and this and the whole covid and coronavirus so i like the way gates are approach, approaching these problems and I must say it's actually very motivating and inspiring to me.
1: Wow, you have such great, I mean, role models to look up to Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates and Elon Musk, wonderful people and great people. So before we conclude this episode, what's your advice to young people out there, probably students still trying to define their Ys, dot dot their, um, their I's, cross their T's or still trying to define their why's and their what's and also what's your advice to emerging software engineers like you
0: okay my advice to young people is explore your interest whatever you're interested in uh explore it and as you're exploring your interests, find better ways to improve them like become obsessed with productivity let's say you are interested in um Let's see, you are interested in video creation or like a video editing. So don't just be a video editor maybe find find out the What video editing is from the first principle. Maybe think about better ways. You can improve your workflow and uh, Look for people with similar traits as you I always had samson amugo as someone like that someone who had the vibe for building great software and he is an ex-intern at microsoft and um going to be a very 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 important software engineer in the future as we all grow so someone like that has always been um there always been there to motivate me to inspire me to carry me along as we go in our software journey so find someone like that that's that you can hold on to. Then, for imagine software engineers, I would say um, learn your data structures. That's very important. Learn your data structures and algorithms. It's going to give you a very good way to approach problem solving. Learn, um, learn communication. Learn how to sell yourself. You got. If you go build the most complex software in the world that solves a very big problem and you don't tell anybody, nobody will know. So go sell yourself out there. Whatever thing you build that you feel is relevant enough, sell it. Tag companies, tag them and tell them, I built this. Don't be afraid to do this. Because many people feel like that imposter's f- feeling comes and say, Am I even what? What I built is even worth it. Mm-hmm. So sell it. Sell whatever you build. And learn software engineering, learn the core of it. Learn why things happen the way they happen. Don't just be the guy that is doing things that work. Learn why things work, ask the why questions. I think the why questions are very important. So ask the why questions. And um, I think, following that approach, you would be a world-class software engineer. Yeah.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Osinachi Victor Chikujama, for gracing this podcast. We are really excited to have you here. I mean, we we are sure and we are very hopeful that listeners have really gained a lot. I mean, like, there's so much to learn. Charlie, those guys are really involved in the tech tech guys and the software emerging guys. So, you guys listen to this podcast. I mean, and there's so much to learn. Thank you so much, Osinachi Victor. It's a wrap now, guys. So, signing out right now. Bye.